Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents... This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another episode of Protecting America. Stunning details keep emerging after the horrifying mass shooting on the 4th of July in Highland Park, a Chicago suburb. Turns out there were many red flags that 21-year-old Robert Cremo III was a deranged troubled man. And joining us now to discuss this very disturbing case is former New York Police Commissioner Howard Safer. Howard, great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you. Always good to be with you, Rita. You know, Howard, as I get more and more details on this case, it is stunning to me. You know, first off, I just have to get your reaction because it's so heartbreaking what happened first off, that somebody gets there, goes on top of a roof and indiscriminately opens fire on a July 4th parade celebration. And now we know has taken the life of seven people, dozens injured. Just your reaction to first off, what happened? Well, first, you know, it's just another example of a senseless death among these seven people that could have been prevented. This is a glaring example of why red flag laws don't work. A red flag law gives police the opportunity to seize weapons when they have indications that he's going to hurt somebody. But in this case, there were many, many indications that he was going to hurt somebody. Posts on social media, graffiti on his house, comments that he made to his family and police. But the problem is there is no central data source that actually captures this kind of information. And until that happens, red flag laws are going to be useless. Now, you know, one of the things that really gets to me is this individual, Cremo, posted all kinds of derogatory and violence-prone things on social media. You know, social media can, in seconds, with an algorithm, and they do, determine whether or not you agree with them politically, and if so, they knock you off their network. They could certainly have an algorithm that could determine people who pose violent threats on their networks and should be obligated to notify the police about it. Do you believe that social media and obviously social media executives have a responsibility, just as you're suggesting? Absolutely. I think, you know, they ought to have some responsibility and requirement that when they see potential violence in the making, that they immediately report it to the authorities. I was talking to an attorney recently who said he thought that there might be liability on the part of the social networks for not reporting it. That's an interesting point. What do you think as a former New York police commissioner? I think it's outrageous that they just let these things slide and they need to be held accountable. Yeah, and they certainly can do more. Just as you talk about, if social media sees somebody with a political persuasion or makes a comment about getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine, those people get kicked off immediately, it seems. And yet people are out there blaringly talking about violence, talking about mass killings, and we're not hearing them getting kicked off whatsoever. It is shocking, Howard. Right. And the technical capability is there. 
if they wanted to do that and do a public service, they could certainly do it. And if they don't want to do a public service, we should pass legislation requiring them to do it. Absolutely. I 1000% agree. You know, the other thing I think about Howard, too, in this case, he was on an online forum with a group basically talking about mass murder, showing pictures of violence. I also think, who are these other people in the forum? Don't you think that law enforcement needs to know who else was in that forum? Did he discuss a mass killing that he was planning to carry out? Who are these other people? Are they potential mass killers? Who wants to be in a forum with somebody who's discussing things like that? Absolutely. What happens is you get groups like the ACLU screaming about privacy. But, you know, I believe the number one civil right is to be free from harm. And when these people are out there promulgating violence and mass shootings, we need to do something about it. I mean, you know, the fact is the profile of the mass shooter is a male, 18 to 21, who's generally a loner and who has made threats before. We should be able to determine that. And that information should be immediately sent to the authorities so they would have a real way to enforce a red flag law. Why do you think we're seeing more and more of these mass shootings? We're almost at a historic high on par. Last year was a big year, sadly, for mass shootings, too, as well. Why do you think they're happening more and more? Well, it's the atmosphere that has promulgated primarily by left-wing district attorneys and judges who basically have put forth no bail laws, reducing felonies to misdemeanors, and talking about defunding police and looking to make police the enemy. And when you have an atmosphere like that, people who commit these horrendous crimes say, why not? I'm not going to be held accountable. It's par for the course. What about also copycats, too? Because they often seem to come in waves. Yeah, well, you know, there are a lot of disturbed people out there. And sadly, there are 350 million guns in this country. So beyond passing laws for gun controls in the future, we have to do something about the 350 million guns that are out there, almost as many as people. You believe that there does need to be restrictions, particularly on assault weapons. Explain that. Absolutely. I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Letting a 18 or 21-year-old individual walk into a store, a gun store, and put down $1,000 to buy a weapon of war or in this case, I understand he bought his weapons online, is crazy. We ought to do, and there's a way to do it. You know, I actually would support a ban of assault weapons, but I know I'm a realist. That's not going to happen. But there is a way to control these. You know, right now, you can legally own a machine gun if you follow the Federal Gun Act. And the Federal Gun Act says if you want to own a machine gun, you have to give a valid reason. You have to get fingerprinted and photographed by the police. The police have to review your application, and then you got to pay a $200 tax. If we required assault weapons to be in that same kind of category, these young men would never get them. Why are they not going the extra mile? Do you think it's politics on all sides? And do you think maybe the climate has changed now because there have been so many of these very high-profile disturbing cases? Well, the climate is changing a little bit. What's happening as a result of the Supreme Court recent decision is although more people are going to be allowed to get permits for weapons. Uh, a lot of states, like the state of Maryland, and I saw a couple of other states, have already begun declaring what facilities are off limits for weapons. 
and putting stringent requirements, not on the fact that you can get a weapon, but how you use it and where you can use it, what kind of training is required. So I think that will help. But it's not going to stop these kind of mass shootings unless we make sure that the weapons don't get into the hands of people who shouldn't have them. What about also the new thing that was passed in Congress, you know, by both parties, albeit not overwhelmingly from Republicans, but a number of them did join. They passed new legislation. Was that just more feel good for the president versus anything of substance? I think it was primarily window dressing. It doesn't really change background checks that much. It encourages red flag laws, but it doesn't give them the data that they need to actually take weapons away from individuals. But, you know, at least it was a step in the right direction, but it's certainly not too little too late. So in this case, we know with Robert Cremo III, he did pass a couple background checks, which is shocking. Even though there was a report, first of all, there were two instances at least that we know of where law enforcement went to the House, one where he was claiming he was going to try to kill himself. That was in April 2019. Then in September 2019, law enforcement goes to the house. I think it was the sister who called and said that she was worried he was going to kill everybody in the house. And they go to the house. They take away this like enormous knife collection that was like 16 knives and a dagger and a whole bunch of other things. And then the father, I think there, according to a number of reports, said that it was his collection or he wanted them back. He got them back. The father was running for mayor. And then the father actually files for this identification card because the son is under 21. I mean, this to me is absolutely abominable. And I have to hear your thoughts on this, Howard, because here is the father knows the kid is clearly has some very blatant mental issues. It's not normal to say, hey, I'm going to kill myself or kill everybody in the house. Police come to the house again, at least those two times. Apparently, according to other neighbors, they were there a lot. And so then a couple months later, we're not talking even years or decades later, the father vouches for the son because he's not 21 yet to be able to get a gun. And there are a number of reports where the father said, well, I thought he was going to be using them for the gun range. I thought who would ever allow a troubled son to have access to guns? What is your reaction when you hear that? Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. My reaction is that it's certainly bad judgment, or appears to be bad judgment on the part of the father. I've heard that some prosecutors are actually looking at whether or not the father should be held accountable. But getting back to the actual information about his background, the point that I made before about fusion of databases, because he was never convicted of a crime, there was no report of that that would have been on a national database that was looked at in his background check. We need to have databases that talk to each other. What we have now are disparate databases all over the place. And unless you happen to be in that county or that state, or it's on a federal database, you're not going to see it. Yeah. And in this case, because it wasn't a crime, they showed up and said, listen, this guy's obviously troubled and used the phrase a clear and present danger. But because it didn't rise to, quote, a crime, apparently the family didn't want to prosecute either. That happens a lot in families. And 
they just go forward. So then the gun seller sees obviously nothing in the record. Is there something in this case where if somebody is so mentally disturbed, if it doesn't rise, quote, to a crime, you still should have something marked in the system. My goodness, you know, this is sort of the last person who should have had access to guns. The parents should have known that. But I think anybody would have known it. Yeah, the problem is what was probably filed was an incident report. The incident report goes into the record management system of the local police department, which is usually not hooked to any other database. Wow. So how does that change? So if it goes, could it be to the point where it's not the level of a crime, but it's the level, this is clearly a red flag. I mean, this is clearly the type of person who, when we hear, should not have access to guns. It's this type of person. So if a system had gone in, even if it wasn't a crime, it still would have had at least some asterisk to say, this guy's not mentally fit. All of these kind of incidents should be flagged and put on a national database because even if it was put on the local database, if he crossed a state line, which is very easy to do, and bought a weapon, it wouldn't show up. We need a national red flag database that chronicles all of these incidents and is available to law enforcement when they're checking a background for a firearm. doesn't happen now. Yeah, no, and that is a huge issue. And then at that point, a seller could also be held liable, too, if he violates that, if he's able to tap into the system and see something like that. What kind of repercussions could the father face because he did vouch for his son? He's claiming, oh, just because I didn't go physically buy the guns for him, I basically washed my hands of this. You know, he makes it sound like he has zero culpability, according to media reports. Yeah, I certainly, you know, I'm not an expert on Illinois criminal law, but certainly in many states, there's something called an accessory to murder. And, you know, that's a felony. Yeah, no, that's serious stuff. What do you make of the fact that the parents and what role do you think parents in particular play here, Howard? Because, of course, these are the people who are at home with them. Family members are the ones who see somebody like this or co-workers or, you know, fellow students. He apparently was unemployed now. He used to work at a Panera Bread, but wasn't working there at the time. But people who spend time with them, they need to speak up, too. My goodness. They do. But you can't legislate common sense. And unfortunately, it seems in this case that anybody with any common sense would never have put a weapon into the hand of this individual. Yeah, it is absolutely shocking. You brought up also, Howard Safer, too, the graffiti on the house because he was like doing all that. He had these weird paintings that I think he drew of somebody that was like a smiley face. And it looks like the guy's holding like a big machine gun. He apparently was on his computer all the time. He was in these sort of violent chat rooms. What role do all these things play on the psyche of young people if they're disturbed, as he clearly was? Sure. I mean, obviously, this individual, without knowing, you know, his psychological profile for real. I mean, but this was an individual who was clearly sending a message. I'm going to kill people. And nothing was done about it. And then, and sadly, seven people are dead because of it. Yeah, it is tragic. You know, the other thing we're also hearing is that this was very premeditated, too. He apparently scouted out the parade route. And then also he knew which fire escape to go up so he could get a vantage point from the roof. 
He also was obsessed with the numbers four and seven and did this on July 4th. So some people think that that was sort of he had four and seven all over his face in tattoos and he had a, a rapper. He was a wannabe rapper. And then he got lost in the crowd afterwards by dressing as a woman. What do you make of this? Because do you think that this hurts any sort of attempt if they decide to go there, if he or the family decide to go there and say that it's, you know, that it was, oh, a mental breakdown because some of the family are saying, oh, well, he just snapped. I mean, if you look at the background, it doesn't look like he just snapped. It looks like obviously there were prior incidents, according to police. But it also looks like this was very organized. It was organized and premeditated. And as I understand it, if not for the good law enforcement work that was done, he was apparently on his way to Wisconsin to do another incident. And there was another high-powered weapon in the car that he was arrested in. Yeah, it is really, really stunning. And apparently he got to Wisconsin and then decided he wasn't planned enough, wasn't organized enough, turned around. It does sound like he is talking and he did confess What do you think we can learn from somebody like this? So hopefully this avoids, you know, something like this happening again. Well, you know, what we can learn is what I've been describing is set up a system that is real rather than just window dressing. And let's stop kowtowing to the NRA, who are against anything that controls weapons in any way whatsoever, which is illogical. And, you know, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment, but as I heard the other day somebody say, I don't think that our forefathers contemplated a weapon of war in the hands of an 18-year-old not in combat. They were using muskets. Yeah, it's a very different situation. I think even people on the NRA side would sit and say they don't want a crazy guy like this with all his issues too to have access to a gun. I mean, it just defies logic to have somebody with this kind of a history to have access to any sort of weapon. I mean, he had the knives too as well. It's like it's stunning that they were even in the house and then he gets access to the guns. It's like it's shocking beyond belief on all the levels here too that I think everybody can agree that this is not the type of person who should have access two guns and there needs to be checks. Before I let you go, what's your message to parents too and others? Because there clearly are things that parents and people in the home do need to start doing. Well, certainly when a parent sees this kind of antisocial behavior, they need to get their children help and they need to make sure that they don't have access to weapons. And unfortunately, many of these individuals are not like the current one does not come from a nuclear family, come from single parents, households where the parents are making a living, working night and day to support their children as a single parent, which leaves the individual without supervision most of the time. No, absolutely. It's often a broken home or a parent who's disconnected. In one of the cases, I think it was the Uvalde case where one of the parents had drug issues. So it's often that scenario. And somebody needs to speak up if they see issues within their children or somebody else close to them. If it's not the family, somebody else needs to speak up. Former New York Police Commissioner Howard Say for such an important discussion and love always having your input. Thank you, Howard. Good to be with you, Rita. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. 
This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.